Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms Podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents. I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself. And I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started. Hello, Kimberly. Hello, Erin. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> By the way, happy podcast anniversary. Is I was going to ask you when it was. So yay, it's been a year. Yeah. What a, is, this, is this it? I think so. I think we released it, yeah, like right around March 20th. Okay, cool. Then this will be episode one of season two. Oh, okay. I don't think I like the idea of having seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so the first year was a great year. I think so. I think so. So how are you been? Oh, all right. It's been, been a lot going on, but yeah, we're all right over here. Same here. Same, same. Life. <laughs> Life has been going on. So, um. How are you guys doing in this post-penny world? <sighs> it's been weird, you know. It's it's still weird. We're still trying to, like, find our new rhythm. Uh, we have been wanting to get Nino to the vet. You know, he had started the limping back around Christmas time, and we had taken him to a local vet and got some x-rays done that weren't super helpful. And then everything happened with Penny. And... Then our vet was out of the country for a little while. So we've been trying to get him uh, to see her because he had never actually seen our personal vet since all this. Mm-hmm. So we got him to the vet. And I'll be honest, I feel a little bit like a horrible person right now <laughs> <laughs> because when we had taken him to the vet to get the x-rays in December, we were surprised at how much his weight was. And so I had purposely been cutting his food back and he's been getting more walks, quite frankly, now that it's just one dog, you know, either of us can walk him at any time. It was always a little bit of a juggle with, you know, it was hard for either of us to take them both on our own. So we had to wait till we were both together to do it with Penny and, you know, so he's been getting like way more walks and I cut his food back and his weight had gone up five pounds since Ooh. December. Ooh. And so we realized there's a thyroid issue going on because he had some other funny stuff like uh, his nose had gotten kind of dried mm-hmm. and uh, around his ears, like the fur had gotten really like kind of thin. Yeah. And she's like, I think we have a low thyroid issue. So we sent the blood work out. I should get the results later this week of the thyroid test. But his initial blood work, you know, they checked the CBC and the liver and the kidney values. So he had a couple, like two wonky things in that, like he's borderline anemic, which very common in dogs that are hypothyroid. And he had like this one uh, kidney value that was a little weird. 
also very common in dogs that are hypothyroid. So we actually have already started him on a little bit of a low dose of a thyroid medication. It's actually the one that Penny used to take and we still had him here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I already feel like he's like just been a little peppier in yeah. the evenings and stuff. So that, you know, I guess the, the, the thyroid, when it's low, it slows their whole metabolism down. They start gaining the weight. But, you know, he's such a, like, beefcake yeah. and such a broad-chested guy that it's, like, it's all it's really hard for us to tell. Like, I thought he had lost weight. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't tell that. You know, like, if Penny had picked up five pounds, I would have known it, you know. But, like, with him, it was so hard to tell. Uh, so yeah, now I'm, you know, Project Nino is in like full swing with <laughs> trying to get him, you know, healthy again. And I've been wanting to tell you about this, but we did an animal communicator session. Nice. And, uh, we have this woman that we've worked with, uh, for probably close to 10 years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like constantly, but you know, whenever we need one, that's who we call and, one of the things we were primarily asking her about was getting another dog and was it the right time? Because Tim and I like fall in love with dogs every single day online and her like take on it was that Penny's spirit is still very much here in this house and Nino is not lonely and he really likes getting the extra attention right now from Tim and I. And so she's not saying never, but just, you know, not quite yet. And that we'll know and that Penny might even like lead the next dog to us. Like that we'll know without a shadow of a doubt that this next dog is supposed to join our family. So I think, you know, Tim and I have both kind of been going round and round about what it would look like to, you know, it's like a huge decision for us. We're all such creatures of habit, like to bring another dog in, you know, I have a dog closet cabinet now built where we used to have a second crate because Penny hated crates. So we just took the other one down. So I'm like, I don't even know where I'd put a crate. We'd have to put it in our bedroom or something. (laughs) Like, Just these things have been like, kind of stressful to think about. And so I think now we're kind of like, okay, we're just going to not try to force anything right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with the way it happened with Bella because it wasn't, we weren't looking for another dog. I mean, I genuinely thought we were going to foster and, and give her on. I knew it would be hard, but I really thought that it would be the case. But um, having her come the way she did and she just blended right into our family so perfectly. She's she's an adolescent now, so we're we're getting a different Bella right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Bella we have now barks all the time <laughs> and wants to go in and out of the house, but she doesn't always want to go outside by herself. And so she just goes in and out, in and out, and out until either one of the dogs goes with her or I go with her. Then she either wants to play. There was one night, I think it was last week where I was exhausted. I think I got, actually, I think it was Saturday night. I think I got like three hours of sleep and I had been doing stuff from sunup to sundown. I was busy. I didn't even sit down. I didn't eat until like six o'clock. I mean, I was so busy all day. I had so many things going on and she, um, the power went out at one point in time and late at night. And I was just like, oh, hey, just can't catch a break. But 
since I noticed the power, I went and got like a flashlight just in case. And, and she was just like, Oh, are we up? And so, and then, yep. So a couple of the other dogs got up. So I was like, I guess, you know, I'll take the flashlight. Let's go outside and go potty. Took him outside. She just wanted to play. And so we're standing outside in the cold, in the pitch black with me standing there with the flashlight while she has these rings around her neck and she's just running around, throwing a ring in the air at, you know, 1230 in the morning. And I'm just like, why, why Bella? Why? No one else is doing this. It's like me and the other dogs are all just standing there. The dogs are standing next to me and we're all just looking at her like, why is this this happening? I mean, they all just slowly turn around and start walking back in the house. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going inside. And she's like, no, I'll just stay out here. She's like, couldn't get her to come in the house to save my life. And oh, and she also had like wicked gas. Oh, so I kept taking her back out because every time she acted like she needed to go outside, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe she has something's going to happen. Nothing happened. The reason why she had wicked gas is because I made the mistake of adding digestive enzymes to her meal. And for anyone listening, if you add digestive enzymes to a meal, or at least in my experience, if I add digestive enzymes to one of my dog's meal and they don't need them, um, sometimes nothing will happen. Sometimes you get an evening of like the most horrific gas. Mm-hmm. I mean, just they are hot boxing the entire house and it's horrible. I had this happen with Scout where it was just sort of like, in, I was just looking at Scout like, I am so sorry. You must be miserable. I am definitely miserable because I have never smelled anything so bad. And with, with Bella, we were actually walking around the house looking for an accident because it was smelled so bad. We cleaned the floors. We, I mean, we were trying to figure out, we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. We could not find a source. So first we didn't know which dog it was. And the only reason why we narrowed it down to Bella was because there was a time when Johan and I were talking and Bella was standing between us. And then, the, and I was like, there's a smell again. And we we're like, it's you. It has ah. to be you. Poor girl. And nothing ever happened. She never had any type of blowout incident or anything. It just eventually, by morning, it was all cleared up and stuff. But, oh, my gosh. So, but she's still a pleasure. I still love her. <laughs> of course. But I don't, nothing's weird or strange happening here. Rodrigo is 13 years old now. So Happy birthday, Rodrigo. Yes. So I feel very smug and, <laughs> and, and and happy because, you know, I did not listen to that first veterinarian who said he was going to die shortly after he turned three. And, you know, and I feel just very happy that, you know, although we lost his sister, Sydney, you know, I love that he's still doing so well. And what's even crazier is that everybody says, you know, he does not look like a 13 year old dog. Yeah. I, like, I know, right? He looks so good. He's so, you know, just beautiful. He still pants a lot in the evenings, but he's done that for years. And I'm still just like trying to find the right combination of whatever to, to like give him some, cause I feel like he's uncomfortable and I don't think it's pain. Um, I'm, I don't know. Is I, I mean, some people say that it's his age, but he's done this for years. So, you know, it can't a hundred percent be his age, but after last week, cause I was already adding the glandular support for my girls. So I ordered the glandular support for boy dogs and started adding that to Apollo and Rodrigo's food. 
And I'm starting to see a kind of change in Rodrigo. And I'm wondering if that was the issue all along. That's that's what was missing. So literally, as soon as we finished talking to Andrea Ring, I ordered that Mercola supplement for male dogs. And I added that to Nina's diet this week. Yeah. Yep. I put it on a recurring order. And, um, and I add it, I do it five days a week because I always take the weekends off for supplements and yeah, and I'm seeing a bit of a difference because I was, I did, you know, after we spoke to Thomas Sandberg, I ordered the boron Mm -hmm. and was adding that. And I did see a difference with that, but with the boron, I do add it to his meals a few days a week, but I mainly add it to my dog's water. I just add a capful to a huge pitcher of water. So all the dogs are just getting a small amount each. And in that picture, I also add colloidal silver and I add teeth. Woo. And I say, this has been a great year yeah. <laughs> because the teeth, that's another thing that I'm seeing an improvement in Rodrigo's teeth. And I just happened to notice I was sitting next to him and I was looking at his, one of his teeth, his, one of his canines, which was a dark, was getting, well, I, I would say like a yellow color. And his veterinarian was like, no, it looks really good considering his age. He would expect it to look worse, way worse than that. But it's starting to lighten up. So that was something really nice to um, see. And so I'm still using like the Mad About Organic Spray because it makes any plaque on the teeth more porous. So when our dogs have chews or raw meaty bones or whatever, it chips off the plaque really easily. But I am adding the teeth to, I got, I got them their own dedicated picture that says for the dogs on a label. <laughs> um, it's a glass picture that I got off of Amazon and I just keep that filled with water in the fridge. But yeah, I, I'm really liking that product. Yeah. I feel like, wow, we've, we've made a lot of changes this year I know, I know. based on what we've learned. It's awesome. I know it's pretty cool. So yeah, he's doing, he's doing good. Apollo's doing really well. Zoe I'm trying to get weight off of Zoe and it is not working. And I think I, as the weather improves, I think that's when we'll see a difference. Cause I know um, like in 2020, Zoe started gaining, but when I started working from home, she lost the weight and she was looking so good. And it was because I was walking her every day and I was walking her for like five miles or so a day. So I would just talk to friends on the phone and uh, have some really interesting conversations during those walks, but I'm working with the dogs to work up their endurance. So we're, I think we were starting with like a mile, mile and a half a day. And now we're up to like three, three and a half miles a day. Oh, wow. Going to work us up to, you know, cause I would, I was working between, I was walking between five and seven miles a day with the dogs. And so I'm oh, going to wow. work myself up to that too, because that's what, where she, when she was at her healthiest weight, that's how much we were walking. Has so, her thyroid been checked? I know, I know. Well, and I was going to say, I wonder if that's what I did, but she just had all of her workup. So, and everything came back, you know, swimmingly. And and I, I actually was always worried about thyroid with Sydney. And so I know like all the other signs, it's like, it's not just the weight, but it's like, you know, like what you said with the nose, you know, um, the losing hair. And she, I mean, everything else is perfect. And actually her vet is happy with her weight. He says she's at the top of the range, but he's like, she can't gain, don't let her gain anymore, but he's fine with what it is. But, you know, 
Whereas when, you know, we start learning about nutrition and everything for our dogs, we also learn about what they should look like versus, you know, what we've come to expect. Like the body scale. Exactly. And so she is definitely, you know, like I can feel her ribs. It's not like I'm pressing in and trying to search where could they be? They're there. But I know that she would be much, um, even though she's doing great over time, especially as she gets older, having that extra weight is going to be hard on her joints. So I want to get rid of it now. Well, yeah, that's what we were thinking with Nino too, that he's carrying this extra weight and that might be part of what, you know, is causing his limping and stuff too. Or it's certainly not helping, you know? Exactly. So we're going to just get us onto a really good routine. And I mean, she's, she's been doing really good. She didn't like going with the dog walker. It's funny because now that the dog walker has been taking Bella for a couple months, Zoe sometimes acts like she's about to go, but it's like, nope, you go with me. So like <laughs> after we finish this, if it's still light outside, I'll take her for a walk on the trail. But if not, we'll just walk around. We already did a walk this morning. So we'll just do another walk this evening. And yeah, and it's hard to cut back on the meals because, you know, there are so many raw food calculators out there. And although most of them say, give you the same information, some of them kind of go above and beyond with information. And so you can be told on one, you know, calculator, oh, well, you should feed like, you know, for example, you know, 12 ounces a meal. And another calculator would be like, no, you should be feeding about nine ounces per meal. And it's like, what the hell am I supposed to feed my dog? I mean, and I, I know ultimately you figure it out and you adjust based on how your dog looks. But on the flip side, I don't want my dog to be starving or to be missing out on nutrients. Right. I'm underfeeding them. And I know that I'm way overthinking it, but that has been majorly on my mind recently of just trying to find the right amount to feed her. And I've come to it's 10 ounces per meal um, is what works for her. And because I'm training right now with the dogs, I have to adjust back the meal. So everyone's meals this evening will be a few ounces lighter, a couple ounces lighter because I was training with um, training treats today. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. So that's what I thought, you know, we had joined Real Dog Box after we had Ruby on here. And so I had gotten like some of the meatballs and, you know, so I had been adding some of those into his meal. And so I thought, oh, I need to cut his food Mm -hmm. back because I've been given this extra stuff. But then like the weight still went up. And so that's when it's like, okay, okay, something else is really going on here. And um, 
And Tim always worries about Lyme disease because, you know, obviously we live in such a tick heavy part of the country, but he had his, you know, Lyme, they call it the four, that 4DX test and heartworm and like everything's still negative. So we were at least, you know, grateful for that. I, I trust in our tickless thing, that thing that we put on their collar. I trust that thing, man. Like they, neither of them ever had a tick on them after we started wearing those. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Because I've always wondered how those worked, if those worked. What What is it? What keeps the ticks away? So it puts out a frequency that people can't hear and dogs can't hear, but it deters the ticks and fleas and dust mites in your house. Oh, and. Uh, and so, you know, and so Tim, you know, he's always like the cynic, skeptical guy at first. And he's like, all right, so we're paying for this box. <laughs> It's, we're putting on their collar, but we can't hear it, and they can't hear it, but we're just supposed to trust. And I was like, dude, like, I trust these people. I trust what I've heard about it. Like, I mean, Dr. Judy Nell sells it. Like, I, I trust this thing. And he's like, all right. And yeah, the only time we've ever seen a tick on them in this past, like, year and a half was the one day we forgot to put their collars on, and we're just mm. walking them on their harnesses. It's the only time we've ever found a tick on oh, them. that's so interesting. Yeah. And that thing has lasted a long time because they suggest like you can push this button on it and it'll um, blink at you if it's still active. Mm -hmm. And they say like, oh, it'll last about six months. Like we've had it for almost a year and a half and it's still blinking. Oh, wow. That is really nice. How much do they cost? I think they're like 40 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Compare that to the cost of like. Frontline. Yeah. Yeah. Good gravy. That is Yeah, that's like 40 bucks a month for that stuff, I you know. know. Exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't have, you know, a heavy tick area, knock on wood. I've never seen ticks in where we are. But we do have fleas and, you know, and we've had fleas um, you know, that made it into the house, you know, took hitched a ride on the dog and came into the house. But for the most part, we just don't have a flea problem. If there's if I get a flea bite, I usually um, put the dogs outside and spray anything that's fabric with Febreze and the dogs just stay outside, you, you know, on a nice day, the dogs stay outside for the day. And um, I let open the windows because that stuff is strong, but that Febreze is a, a flea bomb. It hmm. kills fleas. And that's, you know, I basically have to do that probably, you know, maybe once a year, once every other year, but for the most part, the, you know, Animalio is really good. I'll start adding garlic to mm. everyone's meals except for Bella because she's still a puppy. Um, but once she once she hits a year old, adding that garlic to her food too. I should probably Google that to make sure that's right. I just know that you're not supposed to add it to puppies. Her growth is slowing. So she's at 50 pounds. She's not, she might be at 50 pounds now, but the last few times I've weighed her, she's been in like the mid 40s. Um, mid to late forties. And so um, she's starting to slow down and it'll be interesting to see she's bigger than Rodrigo. She's bigger than Zoe. She's longer than them. And she's almost as long as Apollo, but not quite as tall, but oh, almost. Wow. But when, when you look at them together, he still is just a monster compared to her. She's still so very tiny and she's, you know, so skinny and stuff, like not unhealthy skinny, just puppy skinny. Yeah. And so I still don't have a beat on what her adult weight is going to be like. 
Right. So I'm waiting to see, you know, she's, she'll be eight months in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. That went fast. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely crazy. But yeah, she's a little silly girl. But, um, but yeah, I can't believe it's like, you know, it's flea and tick season, you know, for some people, some people still have snow, but yeah. um, we never got any snow here in Baltimore this year. Really? Yeah. It's been the craziest winter. <laughs> I mean, we had some days that were cold and windy, but never any snow. We got snow, but not what we usually get. All of our snow here were like dustings of snow. Where maybe we got a couple inches, two, three inches. I think once we did get, oh no, when we first brought Bella home, we did get a few inches of snow. I think we got about five or so, five or six inches of snow because she just would not come in the house. She was like in hog heaven, but that still didn't last long. We, it was there for a few days and then it melted away. Um, I remember it, it melted at first, froze, and then it snowed again. And then it, so I think we had like a week. Um, and then it just, it never really happened again, but mostly we're just right now, like, was it not last night, but the night before 24 robbers came knocking at my door. I just, no, I know it's a, a rhyme that we used to say when you're um, doing double dutch and it just oh. came to my mind. I don't even remember the rest of the rhyme, but the night before last, it was raining so crazy hard that in fact, no, it was last night. And she kept running to go outside because she saw a deer. Mm. And it was so cool because I went outside wondering, what the hell is she barking at? And I saw the deer bouncing. And I was like, oh, look at you. You see a deer. (laughs) So I just closed the door and let her continue barking. But after that, she just wanted to keep going outside to see if the deer was out there. (laughs) But she would come inside and it was she would just be soaked. And I just got tired of drying her off. So I was just like, you don't get to go outside anymore. Um, it's definitely been rabbit pellet season here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hunting all over the yard for him. <laughs> I know we should probably be getting that soon too, because, <laughs> oh my, and I should be, I need to start watching out for, I thought it was bear poop because I looked at it and I looked for, you know, like wild animal poop online and it came up what it looked like. It really looked like bear poop. But last year, this poop mound was partially in my flower garden. And I know a bear wasn't walking by our house. So I think it was deer poop because I'm used to deer poop looking kind of like rabbit poop, but just a bigger pile of it. But um, I'm pretty sure this was deer poop. And I didn't appreciate them pooping in my flower garden, but I just went ahead and buried it. But um, now I'm looking on my phone to see if, yeah, it looks like, oh no, but there it is. White-tailed deer. Yep, that's it. Is that like a poop finder app? <laughs> it's a, a, you just, yeah, just type in deer poop. <laughs> it's like the only thing you can do that's not, people aren't grossed out by and not worried about the, um, the <laughs> I'm convinced that the FBI watches our internet tracking. To, to oh, out. I'm sure. The NSA, yeah, somebody. Yeah, who the criminals are. So I'm always like, do I really want to Google that? But yeah, this is, this that was deer poop. So it's a certain type of deer. But I have to go and find that and get it out of the yard because the dogs will eat it. I have to tell you what I just Googled during dinner. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, Tim, you know, he was doing that thing where he's doing like Nina's voice and then he does this like chuckle. 
And I was like, oh, that chuckle you're doing reminds me of that cartoon, that cartoon dog. And he's like, which dog? And I'm the like, yes, <laughs> yes. And so I'm Googling like Boris and Natasha's dog. And his name was Muttley. <laughs> I can't believe how I just knew that. <laughs> it came right to me. <laughs> so yeah, my most recent, that was my most recent cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so I saw an announcement on Instagram about a new product alert by Green Juju. Do you have any idea what it is? No, I don't. But I'm very curious given their HPP video. I know. I was wondering if, well, so when they came here to, you know, present at our local pet store, so it was Kelly and Billy. It was actually, it was, it was a fun event, but no one came quite, it was so funny because it's like, so does anyone have any questions? And everyone's just standing there looking at each other. And, you know, and I asked a question and Julie, who owns a pet store, she asked a question. I think someone else asked a question, but it was just sort of like, next time they come to town, if they ever come to your town, have a list of questions just in case the room just goes awkwardly silent. (laughs) Because it was just like, okay. But they were talking about, you know, HPP. And I remember um, not them, but someone, I saw something else on social media where someone was saying, you'd be amazed at how many things are HPP that the person was saying, I'm, I'm always so surprised when people get so angry about HPP because tons of stuff in the human space is treated that way. Like it's not unusual for it to happen. And I know that some of their treats. I don't know if it's all of their treats, but I know their treats have gone through an HPP process. So that's something that I never once looked up or even thought about. I was always so focused on the food. right? And um, of course it would make sense that this is a process, especially considering how expensive the machinery is. And I know some people buy their own and some people send the stuff out to have it done. That, you know, I cannot imagine that the pet industry sustains something like that. And so it's not surprising that, you know, in the human space that things are um, pasteurized that way and using that method. Right. I was wondering if it was going to be food, but I feel like I just can't imagine that they are going to jump into the raw food space. Yeah, I had the same kind of thought process. Yeah, because of BJ's Raw, you know, mainly. And possibly because of what happened with Cure. And now we have solutions. And I just feel like if Billy and Kelly were to go into the food space, they would kind of be direct competition to BJ's Raw and solutions. I mean, I'm sure that they could probably look at those two, which I consider when, I mean, there are so many amazing raw food brands out there. But when it comes to innovation, those two are just very unique. There isn't another company that's doing nose to tail. And there isn't another company that's doing that I know of that's doing consistently doing any type of fermentation. Right. So um, I think there's one where they, a lot of companies, well, not a lot, I should say a lot. I think a couple companies came out with like some type of fermented fish broth type thing. Yeah. But I don't know about the food. Yeah. And I, I feel like, uh, they've, I don't know, my 
take on it. I have nothing to base this on other than like my own thought process was that they have their own like little niche of being like not food. It's like the uh, all the other things that you want to add in, you know. So maybe I wonder if they would come out with like a base mix. Mm. You know, that, oh, that would make something, sense. you know, because, because they have the vegetables and they're doing yeah. all of that, if they would come out with some type. And they of, already have a freeze dried product. So. Mm-hmm. That that's what I would wonder if that's what they would do is. Oh, some, that's a really good idea. That would be cool if they did. Yeah. <laughs> because I only have one company that I buy a base mix from and there's nothing wrong with Dr. Harvey's. I love their raw vibrance and I love their paradigm. I just always like to have a backup plan. And yeah, rotate things. Yeah. yeah. And so it would be interesting to see if that's what they end up coming up with. I think I'm going to text Billy and say, is it a base mix? That's a good idea. <laughs> I know. Right now. <laughs> By the time this comes out, they'll have already made the announcement. <laughs> I know, exactly. Everyone will, everyone will already know. But I just really want to know. <laughs> because it's like, gosh. But, um, and they, you know, they've been so clever with the stuff that they've come. Yeah. Out. I'm typing him now. Is it a <laughs> base mix? We'll see. We'll see if he responds. He'll probably just respond with like that emoticon where it's the, the finger on the mouth or the finger on the side <laughs> of the face. Like, I'll be like the sunglasses. Exactly. Ooh, too cool <laughs> for school. Tons of question marks. I don't know. And she's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Be that way. You know I can keep a secret for a short time. <laughs> oh, he's at Global because, yeah, they're making the announcement. From, they're making it tomorrow. Yeah, from Global. Eastern. Oh, my gosh. I have to I'll like, make sure I have my Facebook on. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where, where that comes from. But yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun event. We went to dinner beforehand. We were going to go to dinner after, but it was pretty late at night. So we went to dinner beforehand. What'd you eat? I had a salad. You know, those um, romaine where it's like the hearts of romaine type Mm -hmm. salad with, I had that. It was, it was good. It was, um, I want another one. I felt distracted because the place was crowded and we were talking a lot. So I felt pretty distracted. But it was a good one. It was all right. What so, did Billy eat? I'm sure there was photos taken. Yes, there were. <laughs> what did he? He had some type of um, some pasta dish and something else. He liked it. I just know that. I know, and I think I took a picture of him taking a picture of his. <laughs> I love that. Something that I tend to do. <laughs> I love I, that. I, I didn't share it, but I was just like. You know, because I was sharing, I was like, "Ooh, if someone gets sued, this is going to be evidence because of the last time." Exactly. <laughs> but um, I don't, and I don't remember what Kelly had to eat. I know. She, I feel like she had. Did she have fries? I feel like she. There was some fries as part of her meal, but I honestly can't, can't remember. I just know I had my hearts of romaine salad, and it was okay. It was delicious, and I was going to pay for dinner too, but um, Julie beat me to it, so. Has Billy responded yet? No. <laughs> no, he hasn't. I'm waiting. <laughs> well, the other big news this week was from Dr. Judy. Her new book. Yes. yes. I've already got it ordered. It should be here tomorrow. Yep. I don't know. I ordered mine, but I don't know when mine's supposed to arrive. I, it's so funny because I just ordered it and, and bounced off of Amazon. 
I would, it's funny because there's, I think this book is going to be a really good book for people who are just new to the concept yeah. of making better choices for their dogs. And I think it's going to be an easy to consume type of book. Yeah, I hope so. It's not going to be so intimidating, but there are still, you know, for a second, I was like, hmm, do I really need this book? I mean, because technically, do I need another? I have so many books. It's not even funny. But because, you know, basically, Dr. Morgan has been part of my journey from start to finish. That's how I, you know, a lot of people started with Dr. Karen Becker. I actually started with Dr. Judy Morgan. And what's interesting is I didn't, we talked about this before, but I didn't know who she was. I didn't realize. And maybe for all I know back then, maybe she wasn't who we, we know her to be today. I just know that when I would reach out for quotes and things for articles, she always responded. And she always responded with such a wealth of knowledge that we decided to connect offline so I can just email her directly when I had questions. And she was always so helpful to me. And so a lot of my early content, when I started thinking about making better choices, which didn't start with diet, for me, it started with flea and tick and um, and making better choices that way and, and so on and so forth. And I worked my way into diet. She gave me like Dr. Morgan gave me some recipes and just different things like that over the years. And she was really so very helpful. So it'll be interesting to get this book and read it as if I don't know mm-hmm. and just start over to see what she has to say and what's changed. And But the sections that I'm most focused on are vaccination, spay and neuter. And then there's another section that I mentioned in an Instagram post. I don't remember what I said, but I'm I'm looking it up because I feel like it was very important. (laughs) Um, Oh, natural first aid remedies. Oh, okay. Because, and again, because last week we spoke with Andrea Ring and I ordered a homeopathy kit. Oh, awesome. What's funny is that I ordered a homeopathy kit years ago (laughs) when Sydney was still alive. And I I don't even remember what the impetus of it was, but I cannot find that kit anywhere in this house. I have looked everywhere for this. And I'm sure someday it's going to turn up and I'm like, oh, of course, I remember putting it here. But I have a huge first aid kit for my dogs. I went and got a, um, what's it called? of what is it like a fish box a tackle box oh mm -hmm. and that's what I have all their first aid stuff in and so it'll be cool to kind of see what she has because you know like I have Benadryl in there for bee stings you know um, I have all of the bandages and it's kind of just very basic type of you know, I have the the nail quick stuff, like if you, mm-hmm. get there, you know, quick stop. Yeah. yeah. So it's very basic. But um, I have a couple of books about, you know, like over the counter medications that you can give to your dogs. But because I don't know the people who wrote that book, I'm I'm just like, it's like, oh, well, that's interesting information. But I'm not I haven't made any attempts to utilize the information beyond Benadryl, which is something I've always known from my own veterinarians over the years. So it'll, I'm just pretty excited because I'm just going to take the information that she shares and just fill out my tackle box. I'm actually, it would be nice to get a slightly bigger one so I can make space for my homeopathy kit. That's great. Yeah, I just got one off of Amazon. 
Yeah, we uh, we keep the letum here for the times when we have found a tick. We have like a whole little tick like baggie where it has like this thing that you could the tick twister or something so you can pull the tick off and then we have this tick bite oil that i got from one of my favorite websites and then we have the letum in there to give them and so anytime we have found a tick that's been our system Mm -hmm. but that's been a while now so what does the letum do that's the homeopathic remedy for like pushing things out or something that was like i think she said you can use that one if you have like a splinter or something oh, too yeah. oh like, yeah that's right it'll work its way out yeah i think i think i'm i think i'm remembering that right i was, I was thinking about that because i was trimming our rose bushes this weekend and i was wearing thick yellow leather gloves johan's work gloves to do it because the something happened over the winter where my rose bushes decided we don't want anyone coming near us and every inch of the stem is filled with a thorn. So I was, and I did get a splinter in one of my hands, not from the rosebush, but, and I was just, oh gosh, what did she say on that podcast? <laughs> Something that I can push in it'll, but I got the splinter out. <laughs> so you, uh, you just reminded me of something. So last week at Tim's work, uh, they had to call 911 because one of his coworkers uh, cut, himself very badly with some equipment there in the shop and so you know the one guy did a turn made a tourniquet and then tim they actually keep like basically the the equivalent of quick stop uh Mm -hmm. in in their shop and you know they got that on until the ambulance got there but apparently the guy, you know, was kind of, you know, panicking and like running everywhere. And then there's like, <laughs> blood everywhere. And then Tim's just like, oh, my God, now I got to clean this up. But he, and he's OK. He was, you know, was just treated and released. And, you know, it was a little bit of a like traumatic, you know, thing <laughs> when your coworkers running around like squirting oh, yeah. blood everywhere. <laughs> that is so I'm I ugh. No, I was I was very careful. But oh, but I love my rose bushes. I trimmed them way the hell down, though. So I'm working on my garden. I have so many bulbs. It's not even funny. But what's funny is I did go through and I, I'm trying to plan out my garden. So I have flowers blooming from spring all the way through the, the fall. But I forgot to pick up a few of my anti-flea tick plants because I have rosemary in the garden, which I have a hu- two, I think two or three huge rosemary bushes I have some lavender bushes in my garden. And so those just stay and they come back every year. But I have like, I forgot to pick up my marigolds. I was I just realized this because this weekend was just so busy. It was my flower weekend, but I completely forgot. But when I was updating the blog post about flea and tick, I realized, oh yes, I forgot to get my marigolds and I forgot to get my peppermint, which mm-hmm. I will only grow in a pot because peppermint will take over. Yeah. Um, can be invasive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and I forgot to get my peppermint and there was another thing that I forgot to get another plant, um, lemon balm, which I, I have catnip and lemon balm in my garden. And that's another thing. Their roots go everywhere underground and then you have lemon balm popping up and catnip popping up in places where this mm-hmm. is not where I planted you. <laughs> and so I know that those are there in the garden someplace, but there was, uh, I think there was another, I can't remember what it was, another, um, oh, lemon verbena. So mm-hmm. I've always bought lemon balm, but I wanted to try lemon verbena this year. 
because I have the essential oil, but I mm-hmm. actually want the plant this year. And so I'm going to give that. But I'm sort of afraid because of what happened with the lemon balm and the catnip that maybe I'll just put that into a pot as well. My uh, my plant lady, Jean, hasn't kicked in yet, so I don't really do much uh, gardening. <laughs> my mother-in-law is like this master gardener. So I've always wanted to learn how to do this. And when Johan built my flower garden, and then last year, my, it went a little crazy because I, I, yeah, I went a little nuts. Last year, Johan went and cleaned it up and just, you know, spread everything out. And we got rid of a bunch of plants that, you know, it's like, no, we're just going to clean this up. And it looks so good that I've been just committed to keeping it look good. And um, so that's kind of, I, it's a trial by fire. It's my chore. And so I'm trying to enjoy it. I want to get a big hat to wear <laughs> while I'm out there. We just have like daffodils that pop up and, you know, like I've never done anything with them. They just were there. <laughs> we, we have some daffodils that came up. We have daffodils and tulips that came up that I forgot that I put up. I have some, oh, I learned that you can take garlic and if you have garlic and it starts growing the, the root out, you can just take that and bury it and it'll grow more garlic. So I was thinking about um, I did that last year, but then I accidentally dug it up because I was like, what the heck is this? Is this a weed? And it was my garlic. And I was like, oh, oh my bad. Um, I also saw a video. There's a guy on YouTube where you can take ginger and um, he, ex- I don't know how to explain it now because it was a while ago that I watched the video, but I saved it so I can go and get ginger. I was thinking about instead of getting it at my like grocery store, I was going to go to my local um, ethnic market because it seems like they're, or no, there's, um, yeah, there's a local ethnic market that they're all of their fruit and, and everything comes from local farms. So I was thinking about getting ginger from there and you can just basically you bury it and it just like multiplies and you can just end up having your own little crop of ginger. And so I was thinking about doing that. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. But slowly, slowly, but surely. This is like my way of being, you know, off the grid and independent, but without really being off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great thing. I, I just, uh, no, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Tim does more of that than I do. So yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. And every couple of years he'll like get this real like hair and go crazy with like, you know, planning stuff. And then like, he'll get all burned out or like Nino will pee all over it. And then he's like, <laughs> not doesn't do it for like a year or two, you know, <laughs> my friend came over once and that one of my rosemary bushes is the bush that Rodrigo and Apollo pee on <laughs> all the time. And she was just look, she was watching him. She was like, I'm never going to ask you for rosemary. <laughs> and I was just like that bush. They don't pee on that one over there. Just hope that if I give it to you, I get it from that bush. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, I, I, there was something you can, I was doing with rosemary. Oh, there was like a hair treatment you can use with rosemary. Oh, okay. But, um, but I, you know, I can't, that's just too much. I try. I want, I'm trying to be, to have a green thumb. I'm trying to grow things on my own, but you can only go so far. It just, it's, it's such a great idea, but the reality is like, it's so much. But what I usually do is like, once I get the flower garden, which should probably take me a couple of weeks, get that together. And within the next couple of weeks, I'll get my vegetable starts going. But 
once I get my vegetables growing, that's when I just basically start harvesting vegetables. Like later in the summer, I'll start harvesting vegetables and making um, veggie mixes mm-hmm. to put in the freezer. And so that's that's what I'll be doing this summer. But I have a lot of vegetables. I'm not sure if I'm going to be growing all of them. I, I went a little crazy. <laughs> um, and I was I was very, you know, very, very um, enthusiastic. And, yeah, yeah. And I was now I'm looking at it like, OK, yeah, OK, good job. Really. <laughs> it's too much. So but we'll see. We'll see. One day I, I want to be that person that just knows how to grow everything. I'm still struggling with my succulents. Um, I lost three little baby ones, like three new ones. I'm not, I'm not too heartbroken about those, but a lot of my succulents are, are really kicking kicking butt. And so I'm not going to buy anymore. I th- I'm just going to work on trying to keep these alive for, for as long as I can. I'm, for some reason, people say succulents are so much easier than regular plants. I don't know who these people are. Yeah. I don't think we had good luck with them or we did for a little while, but I don't know. Something yeah, happened. Exactly. Or didn't didn't happen more likely. Um. <laughs> I, I, I I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> so but Bella is almost on to adult food. Oh wow. I've been feeding her my food based for a while. She's still eating commercial raw, but I have an order in with Darwin's. So I get a, a box from Darwin's every month now, which is for her and and I also use it for when it's just a great backup food when I forget to feed raw because it thaws so quickly. But yeah, it's it's crazy how fast she's growing. It's just it's insane. But yeah, I'm feeding her a lot more of my my food as well. She has all of her adult teeth, but she's had all of her adult teeth for a while. I haven't fed her. You know, I tried to when she was new to us. Um, I tried to give her a rabbit foot and she wasn't quite sure what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> all, and she, she recognized that it was food because all the other dogs were eating it, but she just couldn't figure it out. And so I was thinking of um, maybe this weekend giving her a rabbit foot or maybe a rabbit ear might be easier to see if she can eat it because she's getting to be a big girl. <laughs> she's, She'll she's, figure it out. I know. I, I mean, you would think so. A friend of mine sent me, um, a picture of half of a rabbit and saying, Oh, so-and-so's dog eats raw. And I was just sort of looking at it like, I don't want, I don't want this. <laughs> and, and another friend of mine was like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm culling my chickens. Do you want some free chicken? They're like, do you want the chickens? And I was like, no, I'm good. And he's like, they're free. Do you want the chickens? Aren't you just throw them out in the yard and feed your dogs? And I was just like, no, it's not what I do. You don't just feed the chickens whole. I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't feed my chickens that way. And and he just kept at me and he was like, but they're free. And I was like, I just, and finally I was like, fine, how many of them? And so I'm taking the chickens and they will be dead, but they will be whole chickens. So I'll have to take the feathers off and, oh my God. and process them. And this was my first time ever doing anything like that. So I'm not sure if I can, but I'm going to try. I am not that girl. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> Just the look on your face. You're so uncomfortable. You're like backing away. You're so <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to try and process chickens and I'm going to butcher them and make dog treats. And so I'll let you know how it goes. 
or if it was just like a horrible, horrible mistake. <laughs> and I just basically put them in a big bag and took them to the dump and threw them away. <laughs> and shame. Because... Uh, oh, wow. That's awesome, <laughs> man. See, this is why people get intimidated about being <laughs> raw because they're like, I ain't plucking no chicken. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that that's what he thought I did. <laughs> And he was so shocked because I and I didn't have the heart to tell him, you know, because I was so shocked that he thought that, you know, you know, the graphic where it says, you know, it does like what I think I do. Yes. It was totally that situation where it's just like, what do you think I'm doing? It's like, no, and their food is it, you know, no, that's not what I do. But I'm going to give it a try. And what's funny is that, except for the bones, don't you don't want to feed them the bones because bones are dangerous. And I'm like, but the chickens are going to be raw, right? That you're, and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, you can feed raw bones to dogs. And he was like, you can? And I just sitting here, you thought I was going to throw these out in the yard and feed my dogs with the feathers and everything. But you thought that I would somehow get, I'm going to feed them the feathers, but take the bones out? It's just like, make it make sense. And, and every day I wake up, I want to message him and say, never mind. But I'm trying to step outside the box. That's and, and admirably far outside the box. <laughs> exactly. And I, I just don't know. I mean, because I, I, I butcher food all the time, but it's already butchered. I mean, you know, like I have my whole ducks, but they don't have a head and they don't have feet. It's just like the duck. Like if you were to get um, a turkey. It's just that. And I'm just taking a meat cleaver and cutting it into smaller pieces so it can fit into my meat grinder. But I've never actually handled. Um, yeah. So this will be interesting. I'm just laughing in my head because I had gotten a message from a listener recently who was telling me that, you know, she was asking like what brands of raw that I fed because like she doesn't want to put like body parts in her dog's bowl and I'm like I am right there with you you have come to the right place (laughs) I took a picture of you know because my friend Michael got me this really beautiful cutting board that has my logo on it I saw that it's beautiful I put a picture of of it and then I put um like my the meal that I was feeding the dogs that day when I was taking the picture and when I first took the picture it was just all ground raw with an egg and I'm like, I don't look like a real raw feeder. <laughs> there's no head or feet sticking out exactly here. So I went and got, um, it's called a Mexican sardine. Mm. I feel like that's so racist. <laughs> I'm gathering the sardines are from Mexico. But I get it from Real Dog Box. So I put one of those in there to sort of give me a little more street cred. <laughs> and, then, and then Ruby sends me a message saying, I thought you weren't shopping in the secret shop. Where'd you get those sardines from? I'm like, I got those a while ago. Because I've ignored the last three text mess- text blasts that have come through. Oh my gosh. Like I am, I get so bummed when I'm not quick enough to, to get there. Isn't it depressing? I mean, you feel like a failure. What's even worse? And I hope I'm not outing myself as a crazy person when I say this. But I will, so I have the Feed Real membership. So mm-hmm. I get in an hour before everyone else. Me too, me too. But, you know, so do everyone else. That a, right. So it's, I know it's not like it's me and two other people fighting over things. But so I set, I set my 
my um, phone as an alarm and it get, goes off at 10 minutes so I can go and get everything re ready. So I'm ready to sit there. I log in like four minutes beforehand and hit refresh. And, um, and so I'm ready and I know, and I go through and whatever I want immediately. So it's either going to be meatballs or um, the ground organ mix. I go and get eight of those and put it in the shopping cart and buy them. Because since people can take stuff out of your shopping cart, it's, it's like a horrible, you know, Hunger Games type of situation online. And so that's what I do to get that. And then I go back and I see what other things that I want. And I try to be honest with myself about what I need. Because as you can see, turn that camera <laughs> the room, yes. you. Yeah. The stacks and stacks and stacks and, of boxes. And what's sad is that's not all of it. <laughs> that's most of it, but that's not all of it. The fact that I have containers that are labeled and I know where everything is. My most recent boxes over there, I haven't cracked into it yet. And then I have, um, I think green tripe is over there and something else is over there. I don't remember what. Oh, I think it's all green tripe on the shelf over there. But anyway, so yeah, I will go and get what I need. But if I miss out on something, if there is something that I really wanted, I feel like I'm obsessive about it for at least like 30 minutes where it's like, gosh, if I would have just done this and I shouldn't have hesitated here and I should have just added that because the, what gets me is the people taking stuff out of my cart is when I'm going as fast as possible. Like when they have rabbit meatballs, because it's a cooling protein, I'm all over it. So when I'm going there and I have eight in my cart and I'm hitting and, it, and then I get this like red little message of, well, some people took stuff and I'm buying three. And it's just like, damn it. And I'm just so disappointed. And I hope that at some, I maybe I should make this suggestion to Ruby to make it really vicious. There should be some type of celebration of congratulations. You just took five things out of seven. <laughs> I mean, it's just... So I'm going to be talking to Ruby next week. Uh, she's going to come on the Believe in Dog podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to ask her if she's encouraging bad behavior with the secret shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's horrible. I am a horrible person. I, when, I am obsessive. I don't like it. And it's so funny because she's like, it's your own fault because you started telling people how to get their stuff in the secret shop. And it was like, I'm, I'm a content creator. I'm supposed to be making content. I mean, I just didn't expect it. And you know, because I kept talking about how great the Oregon blend was. And I was just like, it wasn't necessarily me. I'm not that influential. No one's going to pay attention to me. But what if people did listen? And now everyone's buying all the Oregon blends. So that means I have to buy more. I have to buy more and more and more because there might be a time when I can't have any. And it's this horrible lack situation of just, it's, I, it's truly, truly brilliant and evil on a level that I can't imagine. And I have so much admiration for Ruby for coming up with this. It is brilliant, but I am a slave to this secret shop, which is why I will not shop in the secret shop. And, oh, I don't think I've said this yet, but I got the best news ever this morning. Best news ever. I got an email very early this morning that my car payment had been canceled. And last month I got the same email, like my car payment had been rejected or declined, not declined. It wasn't declined. It was something like it was, there was a problem with my payment and I didn't understand why. And so I went in and you had a little button, go ahead and pay it. And I paid it. And it was like significantly less, probably like half 
of what it normally should be, less than half of what it normally should be. But I always round up payments to just make it easier. And um, so I figured, oh, well, all these years, because I had a seven-year loan, rounding up the payment, that's why it's so low. So I made the payment and didn't think anything of it. And then I got the email this morning, my car payment was canceled. And I'm just like, crap. And I'm really, really anxious when it comes to like my credit score and things like that. So I called them to find out what's going on. And they're like, what, you know, when did you get the email? And it's like, just an hour ago. And they're looking in my account and she comes to, oh, well, I see right here. This is why it was canceled. I'm like, why? You know, like, what? I have money. Um, she's like, your loan is zero. So last, last month was my, 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 I had a lower payment because it was my last payment. The payoff balance, right? Exactly. And so my first thought was, yay, I own a car outright. And my second thought was, what do my dogs need? And <laughs> all I can think of is, thank God there wasn't a text message from the seat. <laughs> a real dog bus. I would have used my car payment. <laughs> Oh my and I would have lost my ever living mind oh my in shop. And so I really think that it is a very, for some of us, it's a, triggering. <laughs> it's like, you know, some people drink, some people gamble. I am like, it's the secret shop for me. <laughs> and I just, I can't. And when there's something new, I mean, I'm like, oh, I wonder if my dogs will like that. What is that? And I, it's, I have to stop. So I am, I am not going to allow myself to go into the secret shop until April. So there was a day, I don't know, probably a month or so ago, it was a Friday and I get the text message and, you know, so it's supposed to go live at 4 PM Eastern time. And so I have the alarm, you know, like set on my phone. Well, that's what time I usually leave work on Fridays is 4 p.m. And so, you know, my boss was kind of like, oh, what are you still doing here? And I'm like, I got to make a, I got to make a purchase. It's a secret shop purchase. It's the worst when someone starts talking to you when you're doing it. I'm like, you can't talk, secret shop. <laughs> when Ruby and I were at that event in Southern California, I was sitting on the floor in the middle of the memorial where they were showing all the dogs that had passed. I was sitting on the floor in a corner and someone came and sat next to me and they were just, I don't even know what they were talking about. I feel like maybe Green Tripe. But I also think that I was trying to get Green Tribe out of the super <laughs> shop. So I don't know. And it was Brian. And Brian, if you listen to this podcast, I apologize to you. I'm pretty sure I was listening to you at the time, but I have no idea what we were talking about. But I was trying to get stuff out of the secret shop. And she was standing behind me filming me laughing as I was just going crazy. And, and I lost the, you know, I had the Green Tribe, but then someone snuck. And I was like, damn it. It went so fast. But yeah. I get so happy because when I see stuff that has tons in it, that I know I can take my time and consider it. And I just go, or, but if I see something where there's only 20, it's like, damn it, that's good. So there was like camel meatballs last yes. week. Did you get any of those? No, I am taking a break from the secret shop. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know if I can do camel. I've done them before. I've done them before. Kind of like a horse or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, but I have done them before. I and I actually knew I have it on my list because um, Judy Morgan gave me a list of like what you know, the warming, cooling, and what the different animals are. 
So I, I knew, but I don't remember off the top of my head. But I have tried the camel, but mostly whenever I go for meatballs, I'm looking for beef, bison, or rabbit. Yeah. And and I've had to make very strict rules for myself. Oh, and I also do the liver support meatballs. So I have plenty of those as well. But I've had to make very strict rules for myself, whereas like, you know, so when I saw the camel, part of me was like, maybe just this once. But I was like, nope, you are not doing the secret shop in March. <laughs> but um, But yeah. I do love being shamed by Ruby of like, you know, <laughs> that she weren't doing the secret shop. And it's like, you, you mind your own beeswax. Stop, stop watching me. But yeah, it is pretty exciting. I, I get more excited about that than, you know, like my essential oils. I mean, I just think it's such a brilliant concept. And I feel like, you know, they, it's something that they stumbled upon because they, they, they didn't have enough to go into all of the boxes. But they didn't want to turn it down. It was like a great price on this limited, and we'll just give it to people this way and let them it's buy brilliant. it. It's brilliant. Yeah, it it's really so brilliant. brilliant. Especially once you figure out how to, because I, I saw a post on Instagram. I was tagged in a post where someone said, it's because of you and Raw Feeder Life that they run out of things so quickly. And I wasn't even following the other person, but the other person, I was just like, oh, another person who understands <laughs> the magic of the secret shop. <laughs> Paralegals, we're brilliant, man. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's like, it's so, yeah, she's like super, super brilliant. That's right. She was a paralegal. Yeah. It's a In D.C., like right down the road. Mm -hmm. I blew my mind. Yeah, I love it. I'm just so... I, I get so excited about, you know, and it, it was nice because there were some things that I bought so much of that I have boxes. Like I have tons of rabbit heads and I haven't used rabbit heads. I, it's funny because I, I will get people who will be like, but don't they go bad? And I'm like, no, no, I, there's, it's all sealed up and in containers. It's fine. But I usually do feed rabbit heads, but I haven't fed rabbit heads in a, since we got Bella because she couldn't have them. But once she starts getting bigger, I'll go to doing the meal of the rabbit head. And I'm, I'm like looking over them right now to see what I have. So I just also have to hand it to them. Like I appreciate their little um, holiday nods uh, with what I get in the box. So like there was duck hearts in the February box for <laughs> Valentine's Day. There was green tripe in the March box. So it was St. Patrick's Day. And I'm like, oh, I know there's going to be something rabbit next month for <laughs> Easter. You know, <laughs> like I see what you're doing there. Or a little chick, little, <laughs> little chick pulled. Um, I know because I got the, what was it for? Christmas was the, like, the, I don't know if it was, it wasn't pheasant. It was um, another bird neck mm. that looks like a little candy cane because I t and I have tons of those because those are they were really good for puppies so Bella would get those when the other dogs would get something else but now Bella's she's pretty much up with the other dogs she's a big girl big she's kid now <laughs> girl now she's so funny but oh my gosh yeah I'm like addicted I really think it's going to be a base mix I'm just he he didn't come did he back. respond yet no he didn't respond <laughs> It's like such a jerk. Maybe one in the morning. It's like in the morning. I'm just like so put out. Damn it! I want to know. And can I have some? 
Because <laughs> it's like, I would, I would love to have a different base. I would be curious to know. That would be awesome if they came out with a base mix. If it's not, I'm going to ask them if they'll come together with a base mix. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> I know so, they have a lot planned for this year. So we'll yeah. I, I'm just, what's so funny is that when I think about it, I just can't imagine what else they could possibly do. Well, I mean, I never saw like the you know, the golden paste like come in. Yeah. I just, I honestly, I, I can't imagine what, maybe it's some type of sardine thing because I mean, sardines is a fish or trout. Trout's a warming fish or it's a hot, I think it's a hot fish, but sardines, I don't even know why I'm thinking sardines or like, what if they came out with something with green lip mussel? Ooh, that's something I always get from the secret shop. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's like, it's not some, I mean, there are, companies that offer green lip mussels, but it's not a whole lot. And, you know, some type of green lip mussel, like grind, that would be kind of cool, especially if it was fermented or something similar to what they did with the beets. Yeah. The golden paste, like some type of fish grind rather than a fish broth. Oh, so I have to tell you, I went into one of the pet food stores last weekend to get some stuff for Nino and the guy who's the owner of the store was asking me like, so do you know what green juju's got coming up? <laughs> and we had like, I had this whole exact conversation with him. <laughs> Trying to just figure it out. It's like, what's next? What's I was like, next? no, I don't have that kind of insider info. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking around here, just looking at all the stuff that I have around here. Or I wonder if they'll start coming out with supplements because, you know, solutions. Came I out had that thought too. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do something similar. You know, because that would be pretty cool. And then, you know, I don't think that they would jump into the CBD or, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if they would maybe do something with mushrooms. But I don't know. There, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like I can't think of anything, but then I can think of so many things. It'll be interesting because it's sort of like I I don't. Yeah. I mean, because there are some places where it's like, oh, why even bother? Because there's already good stuff out there. But. But I know whatever they do will be smart and, you know, well executed. And, exactly. You know, I appreciate that, you know, like. Gosh, it'll be so cool. All right. I'm excited. Tomorrow, tomorrow at noon Pacific or <laughs> Eastern. So that means nine o'clock my time. Oh, that's perfect. You can just yeah, like sleep right in and <laughs> you know, look at my wake up, look at my phone drowsily <laughs> and, and be like, in fact, I'm going to add, actually add it to my calendar just so I can make sure to remember because I want, I really want to know. I want to know what they came up with. Inquiring minds. Was that that? <laughs> and it's like, I'm, I'm sitting here like, no, wait, I, I would like to have a base mix, but I would really like to have some greenlit mussels because greenlit mussels are expensive. I spent today searching for the best price and the, be- and I like to buy them by the case. The best price was still a little over $7 a pound. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And the highest was like 13 or something dollars a pound. And so I think the next, it was seven, and then it was like like $9 a pound, and then it was over $10, $10 and then it was 13 something a pound. So greenlit muscle, if you, can, if you can make it special enough, like they did with everything else, I mean, because it's like with the um, bone broth, I can make my own bone broth, but, you know, here's something that, you know, or I don't buy their bone broth, but I do buy the golden paste. I can make my own golden paste, but theirs is right here. <laughs> and it's fermented. I know, and it's nice. It's something different. So, 
Yeah. Nino loves that because I've been giving him a little extra with the arthritis stuff. Yeah. He's had going on. Yeah. He do loves the do, beets too. Yeah. I was just about to ask, do you do the beets? Do you do them together or different meals? Um, I kind of rotate it. You know, sometimes I'll give both at the same time. Sometimes I'll just do like one week of just one and then one week of the other. Or, yeah. Just whatever mood I'm in. Yeah. Tim gets like all annoyed. Like, you know, most nights I'm there every night uh for dinner but like occasionally i'll have to like leave him you know notes of what you know to give for dinner and he's always like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) or else he'll be watching me do it and he'll be like you didn't tell me about that and i'm like i I just throw it in when i you know (laughs) it's okay it's all right don't worry about it (laughs) okay well there we go well, I'm glad we got to do this. I know. It was great chatting to with you. Just It hasn't been just us in a while. I know. I know. Sign off here and go watch Will Trent. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sorry, but did they take a week off or something? They have the weirdest schedule. It'll be like on two weeks and then off a week. And I, I mean, it's not consistent at all, but I love it so I know. much I know. I'm I so it. happy and excited to see it so I hope I it's on because I watch it on Hulu so I hope it's on there's another show that I'm watching it's on Amazon it's actually not on Amazon Prime it's on Paramount I think but through Amazon Prime I'm that's how I'm watching it at least and I for the life of me I cannot remember what it's called but it has Buffy the Vampire Slayer in it oh okay and it's a werewolf show Oh, and it is so good. And I was watching. I always know that a show is really good when at some point in time, I'm just standing in front of the TV watching and it drives Johan crazy because he's like, why are you standing right in front of the TV? (laughs) And I don't have any memory of me getting there, but I'm just standing in front of the TV. And so I was doing that today where I was just standing in front of the TV and it is a really good show. I'm, I'm like every week it ends I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? <laughs> what the-? Like they revealed a bunch of stuff, wh- which by the time this episode aired, I had kind of like, like it wasn't a surprise. It was just sort of like, but they were like a bunch of other stuff was starting up where it's like, well, what the hell? And I have so many questions and I love shows like that where I'm just like, oh, and I just, I forgot how much I love Sarah Magell, Magell, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um. So if anyone's looking for a vampire, not vampire show, a warehouse show, a where, what is wrong with my mouth? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I want to just, um, I want to just at least get, jeez. It's called Wolfpack. Wow, that's complicated. <laughs> it's called Wolfpack. And it is very, very good. I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. So I think it came from a comic book, but I don't know. But it's really, it's really enjoyable. And I think it's a good show. So. I'm trying to remember. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is back. Isn't that on Apple Plus? Yes. But they're only, they're doing the one episode a week thing. Hmm. And Tim won't let me watch it until they're all out and so we can binge <laughs> it. And I feel like it's like this torture that like, I know it's there, but I can't watch it yet. I really need to start watching Apple TV because I know I have it because I have a MacBook. So I know I have Apple TV and there's, 
I, I watch on YouTube. One of my favorite things to watch are trailers. And I don't even remember what the show, I don't know anything about the show, but I was watching something this morning and I was like, so into it. I was on the tip of my head and it's gone. I was so into it that I was like, oh my God, what is this show? And it was like Apple TV. And I'm like, damn it. I haven't figured that one out yet. (laughs) That one was a pain to figure out and actually get on the TV until we have Comcast. And I think finally Comcast got it on so i just can say apple tv uh and it like shows up now because i'm pretty sure we watched the first two seasons of ted lasso on my laptop yeah because we could i couldn't figure out how to get it on the tv which i don't mind i guess but i would really like it to be on the tv yeah Um, it's just too much i'm at a i'm at a technology standstill right now where there's so much going on i just figured out probably a couple months ago how to add captions to my reels and oh my god i wanted to ask you how to do that (laughs) it's so easy i'm embarrassed like you can do it right in ig yeah you basically go to the stickers and one of the first things on where i go all the time so i can add stickers one of the first options is captions oh okay yeah it's that easy. I finally just Googled it because I was like, everyone has these really cool captions. I know. <laughs> I would like to have really cool captions. And yeah, it's it was so easy. And it's just like, it's, I mean, I'm not, you know, a, a knob or anything, but it's just like, I'm just, there's so much and I'm tired. Now they're talking about AI and how it's going to kill us someday. You know? Oh yeah. I, I cannot and it's like, get down with the AI. Terminator was right. I don't know if you get all these things, you know, because you have a podcast and they'll be like, oh, yeah, write all your show notes, do everything with AI. And I'm like, Mm-mm. nope, <laughs> nope, I'm not the one. You're not going to Terminator me. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like if it's not the Terminator, it's Matrix. It's like those two movies are like, I feel like they were trying to warn us. I know. They were trying to warn us about something, so please stop. Just so everybody knows, any podcast I am ever on, those are not AI-generated show notes. That is me sitting there <laughs> typing that up. <laughs> not to mention, it's kind of scary, the whole where they're doing the deep fake voices. And at first I was like, oh, but it's probably like these super high-tech geek guys at these Silicon Valley companies doing this. No, it's a bunch of college kids. And it's like, no, you guys should be kicked out of school. Because that's scary, what you're doing. They actually had on like our local news, they had uh, like one of the newscasters do a read and then the AI of her voice. And they like, you know, covered like her mouth or whatever. And then they played it and had everybody guess. But Tim and I knew right away which one was the real one and which Mm -hmm. one wasn't. Oh, good. Oh, good. Not going to get me. (laughs) Is this like, I'm a bit concerned. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I'm, um, you know, like I'm not a, what's the word? A, a Luddite, but you know, I'm, you know, I am a woman of a certain age. So yes. like, <laughs> like, I just, I just want, I just need people to be simple and safe. That's all I need. I just need it to be simple and safe. And I just can't with all this stuff. Once it starts sounding like anything, any type of storyline from any of the Terminator movies, exactly from, you know, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. I, you, you, you're losing me. I mean, that or the Contagion movie. You know, when it's, if it's any, those are the three movies that to me represent the future. And I, I'm not down with it. 
It's just like, I, I don't want to live underground with pods or button things coming out of my body. Yeah. And I don't want anything coming. Like I saw something where they were like, oh, they sent this thing back into the past. No, <laughs> no, we don't mess with time. The space-time continuum is a very gentle thing. Or dinosaurs. Yes, exactly. No, I remember years ago they came out. Someone said that, oh, yeah, they, they found amber. No. I knew exactly like, what you're talking about. they were talking about, like, making mastodons or something. They yes. Like, it's like, no, no. That's where it starts. We have a full series of movies telling us how that exactly never as well. It's like, you know, I don't count on Hollywood for much. I honestly think actors are, for the most part, horrible people. I love you, Tom Cruise. But I I think Tom Cruise is probably a scary person in real life. Of all the actors, you like him? I do. I love Tom Cruise. I love him. You know why? Because whenever I sit down to watch a Tom Cruise movie, and now it's circa Mission Impossible forward, with a few exceptions. But for the most part, lately and over the past 15, 20 years, I have never been disappointed. And I love an actor who, when you go to the theater to sit down to a movie, he comes on the screen and tells you how hard they worked to make this movie for you. And we hope you enjoy it. I don't know why, but the audacity and arrogance of that man just does something for me. Not, you know, in a sexy way, just I love Tom Cruise because you know what? I loved that movie. Maverick was fantastic. It was, he's, he's entertaining. I, I was watching one of the Mission Impossible movies where he is hanging off the side of a, a mountain or a rock or something. I, I just, I love the fact that he runs in all of his movies. Just like I love the fact that Brad Pitt eats in all of his movies. I am, I love to be entertained. And there is a handful of actors that I just love them. Tom He's got to be 60 or something now, right? Yes, and he is in such great shape. Well, if we had that much money, we would too. I, I mean, they get all the stem cell injections <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just love I love Tom Cruise. But what I was saying was Hollywood, although I don't care about their politics, I'm not interested in any of that. I just want them to be like the court jesters and entertain me in this crazy world. I do appreciate the fact that they have solidly warned us run of repeated bases of things we should not be doing. And most of us get it. But then our scientists are like, that's a good idea. Right. And it's just like, exactly what part of Jurassic Park do you think not is understand. a good idea? Right. I mean, not only did they do it three times, they came back and did it three more times. And it, None of it was a happy ending. It was all bad. Well, I guess this is what happens when you have all these college kids that haven't seen any of these Terminator or whatever movies. You know, I was listening, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of the Murdoch Murders podcast with Mandy Matney. She's this journalist. She has covered that whole Murdoch Murders thing very well. But she was talking and somebody made a Godfather joke or reference. And she's like, oh, I've never seen that. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, we have people that are like wow. successful members of society right now who never watched the Godfather. Do they not understand how many movies reference that scene at the end of the first Godfather when she's watching? She turns around and sees her husband and realizes who she just married. There are like other scenes where like, oh, 
I mean, they were talking about Succession. The end of the last season of Succession did that a similar mm. type of scene. And it's just like, it's so beautifully done. I mean, Godfather was in a time, and we just totally went off the rails. But Godfather was in a time when, yeah, movies were movies. Right. It's like, okay, Grandma Kimberly, tell us about walking up and down both ways. I mean, but still. You know, we had to walk uphill both ways and get to the movie theater. You know, it's like, <laughs> No one cared. But I, I honestly think that it, it's so interesting because, I mean, when the first Jurassic Park movie came out, I don't think we were using email. Oh, no. A, and there was no social media. Oh, God. I I worked at a movie theater when, like, the second or third one came out. And yeah. I was still in high school. And I never used email until I was in college. Because when I – I mean, because the first movie came out – there was movie phones still where you called a number yeah. to find out when the movie times were. And I think that there were chat rooms around that time, some point in time, but that was where all the creepy people went. Yes. You know, but otherwise it's just like, you know, internet and all that. So maybe that's the difference is like people just aren't scared enough where the rest of us had to go home and just had our imaginations of what we just saw <laughs> and how bad it could be. And it's like, so we were really impacted. I mean, the same thing like with Jaws. How many people don't go into the ocean still? My husband. <laughs> Me. I mean, it's just not where I belong. I mean, one of my horror, like when it comes to horror movies, people like Saw and, you know, Hostel and all, you know, what... Um, I was going to say Edward Scissorhands, Freddy Krueger, you know, all of those are horror movies for a lot of people. My horror movie was the movie with, I'm horrible with people's names, Kristen Stewart, where she was in the underwater movie. And I don't remember what it was called. Maybe it was called Underwater, where she worked at some type of scientific thing underwater. That is a horror movie to me. Another, And I watched it, loved it, enjoyed it, but it's a scary movie to me. What movies that I absolutely cannot see and you can't pay me enough. Well, I'm sure there is a dollar amount, but I can't think of it to see is movies of people in space. Mm. I can't with people. In, I can, I can with like alien and stuff, but if anyone is floating around in space, that freaks me out. Like you wouldn't believe uh, I, they had a scene of that in guardians of the galaxy. It freaked me out, but it was fast. So I was able to make it through. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Please judge me because I deserve it. We got our TV talking. I know. We haven't done this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for listening.